Welcome to Hattrick City on WXCI 91.7, Danbury's only all-hockey radio show. Uh, I know that some in our audience don't know the finer points of hockey. You want me to dummy you again? Hattricks, baby! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Hattrick City. I'm your host, DJ Patty Cake, as always, joined here in the studio by DJ Uncle Matt, who has been a little busy as of late, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, you know, Matt, we, we just had a okay weekend in the Fed, I'd say. I mean, wasn't the weekend we wanted. Um, you know, kind of give us your thoughts on it. Yeah, probably say it wasn't so good. Uh, I did not see the game on Friday night. I, I was... Uh, kind of preoccupied but you know Saturday night's game um, it was just a little tough to watch at times you know I know that these guys can play so much better than they did and uh, I think early in the season uh, when the the roster gets a little shuffled and, and the lines change a little bit um, there's not quite the continuity yet here uh, we have a lot of good players that are kind of a part of the organization that are sought after by SPHL teams and now we're starting to see some guys like Michael Marchesan uh, in the ECHL and things like that so uh, I just think that ultimately um, you know th these are the growing pains that you find early in the season and I, I think there's going to be a bounce back but yeah um, again Watertown is not the easiest place to play we're not exactly talking about the Shangri-La uh, you know, or the uh, the you know the Ritz Carlton of 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 hockey arenas, and then you have to come ba come back from there, play again on Saturday night against the Binghamton team. That they're always hungry to beat us. Yeah. And uh, they, you know, they pulled it off. So hopefully, um, we can regroup this week with games against Elmira. Yeah, and then, in in better news this weekend, uh, the fifth Mustache Classic took place. Um, I had a blast working the games out there. I mean, how did it feel for you? I know that's a big day where kind of the stress just kind of goes away because it's the events happening, it's going on, and, you know, everybody's having their fun. I really um, just want to thank everybody that participated, especially from Danbury. Um, you know, you, you have uh, Jim Hutchison from Peach Wave who helped me out pretty much most of the day, and then, you know, you had um, – uh, all of, you know, Andreas and uh, yourself and, um, you know, uh, a lot of people really did step up to, to make it a good thing. Nick Garofalo always trying to help accommodate us, um, people like that. Yeah, it was just fantastic. Kerry Frazier was here. Uh, he was refereeing the games. It was just unbelievable to have, uh, you know, really a legend of the NHL like that, kind of not only in the building, but this guy literally got there at 9 o'clock in the morning and he didn't leave till about 11 o'clock at night. And he seemed like he had a great time. You know what it is? We, like, like I said later in the show, we have kind of an authentic vibe here in Danbury when it comes to hockey. And even Canadian people and people that have spent time in the NHL, if it's a good Saturday night crowd and there's a game going on and that bar upstairs is busy, um, it's probably one of the best places in the city, dare, dare I say the state, to hang out and watch a game. So it was really great to have Kerry Frazier with us. He also participated. He basically essentially volunteered to do this stuff. There was a little bit of a, a, a an honorarium we gave to an, a, a, an organization that he works with, but it was really 
very modest honorarium that he asked for. Just such a professional guy. He's one of the greatest ambassadors, along with my good friend Doug Smith, Doug the Thug Smith, who, again, you know, for a fourth year in a row has been a part of this. And uh, without those two fantastic ambassadors for hockey, we couldn't have done it this year. And it was also a blessing to have Paul Dr. Hook the motto there. We were able to raise a little money for him as he's um, just in need of a little support from the hockey community right now. So, you know, we're still raising money. You can find us on Facebook and um, Instagram. It's Mustache Classic, a Mustache Belt with an O after the first M. Uh, you it's know, also in the link in our bio on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, link in our bio on Instagram. We're, we're raising money for men's cancer and suicide prevention. We've done it five years straight. It was also great to have the Danbury hockey legends that that came out at that championship game we basically had it was Billy McCreary going up against Lynn Beadle I don't think I saw Billy McCreary I don't think he wanted the federal commissioner's cup as much as he wanted to lift the mustache classic cup he was <laughs> he was blocking shots he was laying down on the ice he, he was going coast to coast with the puck he, he you know he's played three times now and congratulations to Billy McCreary uh, on winning it, but it was great. Terry Virtue played for the Rangers, and briefly the Boston Bruins was up here. He's a great guy. Um, so it, it was really fantastic, and I, I have to thank um, uh, just everybody who who was a part of it. Dominic Alessandro and his company, Alessandro Weber, uh, obviously Peach Wave, uh, just Champion Elevator, Pro Grade Aluminum, my sponsors now for several years. Uh, that they continue to support this. So it, it was just really great. That was a mouthful, but thanks for asking, Pat. Of course. And um, in other news in the Fed, um, a bit of, bit of a divisional lineup trade. Um, so now in the Empire Division, we no longer have Blue Ridge. It is now the Motor City Rockers taking their place, and Blue Ridge has went to Continental, which to me makes a little more sense, at least for the Continental. Because I know that they're going to be playing Carolina a lot. They're going to be playing Georgia a lot. I imagine they're probably going to be playing Baton Rouge a few times here and there. So, I mean, that's definitely just a team that's built for the South. I mean, we only play them twice, and we go to their barn for that two-game set. I've said this a thousand times, and I'm going to take the opportunity to say it again. As long as teams are closing up shop around Danbury, it's always going to be like this. It's always going to be kind of this difficult road game swings uh, we'll probably say it again later. I'm like a broken record. We need another team. We need one in Jersey somewhere. We could use one in Maine, perhaps New Hampshire. Um, there's probably room for another team in upstate New York, if we're really being honest. I mean, I know Jamestown, that rink is now available. That team moved to Philadelphia. That was in the juniors, I believe. It was one of the juniors. Uh, maybe that was NAHL. Yeah. Uh, the James, They've moved. It's, it, you know, again – the the success of the hat tricks um as a business is bound to those driving distance opponents opponents where we don't have to spend the tremendous two and three nights in a hotel uh to j just to play games i mean if we've done a good job of kind of cutting that down a little bit and uh again <laughs> we're scratching our head and we, we even talk about it with our guest uh jack clunk later on the show there's probably a lot of great places in New Jersey and all this other stuff, but as long as we don't have... I mean, I knew that that was going to be a nightmare at some point because the Virginia team's a lot closer to Carolina, you know, a lot a lot closer to all those... Uh, you know, a uh, lot closer. So 
I wonder what this does to kind of the Port Huron Motor City kind of rivalry there and what that means. I mean, it's not divisional play anymore. They're in they're in the same state but in a different division now. So you go figure it out. Um but that's life in the Federal Prospects Hockey League for sure. Yeah, and I I kind of thought the same thing myself given, you know, it's like you said same state but two different divisions now. So it'll be interesting to see how that kind of plays out in in future going forward, but um yeah, this weekend we only got one game. It's on the road against Elmira. Be the first time we play the River Sharks this year. Um, they've been doing okay. They kind of opened up their three and two at the moment, so it'll it it should be a pretty even game um, going into it. Again, I I mean things just look a lot better now than it did with the Mammoth over there. I mean the Mammoth it, it was it was just messy all around, but this seems a little more. Yeah, I played organized. the fifth. I'm still not crazy about their logo and their jersey. It just, it just doesn't make it oh, for me. Um, but at the same time, it seems like they've got stuff moving in the right direction. That's a great arena for this league. Fantastic. Yeah. Great town. Um, I even like the pizzeria that we go to that's across the way there oh, yeah. when we go up there. Yep. So it's like a little small town vibe. And, again, for this league, I think Elmira is a great rink. Can they get the people in there? Listen. There's, there's no hiding that not every ticket, every person at Danbury Arena has paid for their ticket or they've not paid full price. As a matter of fact, if you look at our look on the Danbury Hattricks website, there's plenty of ways for people to get in for free. If you're a veteran, if you're in the automotive industry, if you're a teacher, I mean, there's special nights for all these people. At the end of the day, if you're not giving away tickets, especially those first couple of years, you're not going to make any money. You, you want people to come in and see what it's all about you want people to fall in love with it, and you want people to be engaged. The only way you can do that is to sometimes lead the horse to water. Say, hey, come right on in. Take take a look at our facility. Take a look at the type of game we play. That is a famous rink. I mean, I'm sure there's guys who played in the NHL that came out of that rink. I'm sure there are many minor league legends that played for the old Elmira Jackals and the old UHL, which the, the Danbury Trashers were a part of. So... Um, it's just going to take time. That should be a great rivalry again. When they were the enforcers, it was a fantastic rivalry. It made so much sense. What was happening was around the FPHL, they were trying to revisit some of those UHL locations. You know, Motor City is one. Uh, um, I think Port Huron is one. Uh, you know, uh, Binghamton was in the UHL, but not at the same time as Danbury. Yeah. So all these all these places actually kind of have a history, uh, somewhat of a shared history. You got to get Elmira back up there because they, listen, how could it be that, however many miles they are down the road from Binghamton, they're not even drawing one quarter. That's just it shouldn't be. Yeah. I don't think all of Binghamton's tickets are paid for either. But I'd rather have forty eight hundred people. And have 800 tickets given away, or or more than that. Yeah. Then have you know basically crickets. I mean, we could have literally, we could have thrown a handball across the ice, and easily just ran and caught it. That's how much space there was on the other side of the ice. And Elmira. Oh yeah, we were last there. Really, uh, I think it's called First Arena. First Arena. Yep. So um, it would be really great to. To, to see that get revved up again and the division alignment is very important and I knew we were going to run into this trouble it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out 
You know, are they switching schedules, basically? I I don't even think so. I didn't see any announcement of a schedule change either, so it, I don't even know. It's a very interesting thing, and it probably could only happen in the Federal Prospects Hockey League. Another day in the Federal. I wonder if this is a historic... Probably, it's probably historic without a team folding. Yeah. Like, it probably never happened before with where a team didn't fold for this to happen. Exactly. Well... Uh, no, Delaware. During the yeah. season, no. Yeah, during, yeah. During. Delaware folded, but is more or less replaced by this Blue Ridge team. Exactly. Delaware will never have a team again in this league. Not the, not, not no. from what I can see. No. I don't know. I don't think they will either, given the, the pricing for building that new rink. I don't know. No I don't way. think they'll be able to fund that. But um, either way, stay tuned. We have a great episode and a great interview with the NA3's very own Jack Clunk. This is Tommy T-Bone Pompicello, Danbury Trasher legend. You're listening to Hat Trick City Radio on 91.7 WXCI. And always remember, hockey's a hell of a drug. Ladies and gentlemen, this week on the show, we have a very special guest hailing from the NA3 team. It is the one and only Jack Clunk. Jack, how are we doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Of course, Jack, you know, we, we've been watching you play this season, and it's always a blast, you know, seeing you on the ice just kind of do your thing. Um, we also kind of want to talk about you're, you're fresh off of a big shootout win. Great uh, win yesterday afternoon. There you go. Um, take us through it. I mean, you guys were battling back and forth that entire game. I mean, kind of what was the vibe through the whole thing? I mean, we did not get off the start we wanted to. We went down 2 nothing in the first eight minutes and we did not start it well and we got back in the game with a big power play goal big goal coming off a penalty kill Mm -hmm. that really got us back in the game second period kind of let off the gas our goalie bailed us out big time we got out of that 2-2 and then we got a big goal in the third tied up and then overtime nothing really happened much no high scoring chances and (laughs) Granker finished her off. It was really great to watch. Um, Zane Mazzola of the New Jersey Titans had a hat trick, um, two in the first period, and they, he came back to find another one uh, in the third. Uh, Lou Caulfield scored for Danbury. You Aiden, got an assist on that. You, you know you got an assist on that. I did. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> he opened the door opened and then the, the door. Right there. <laughs> yeah, and I just said, go, great kid. Great pass. Yeah, Pretty I, true, great pass. Guy Voidy was a little late on that one. <laughs> but um, uh, Aiden Klein scored again for Dan Berry there in the first period. And then uh, Logan Hoosier scored there in the third period uh, to tie the game. We went to shootout. You know, Pat and I, um, as some of you know, we've been working the, the penalty box and the, the clock and the, and the live stats to the website at times through um, with our buddy, Buddy Tyler. Tyler Smith, uh, <laughs> who does a great job uh, coming in, so shout out to Tyler. But it's really been fun to watch you guys. I mean, I know that the, you guys beat a team. I think they're in first. They got to be in first place. No, right? they're in second. They're in second place right now. Yeah. So their record now after that game is I think eleven four and one. We're we are in Danbury uh, with the NA three hat tricks. We're only four twelve and one. But I think it's five 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 twelve and one. Okay, so they're five. Uh, I think they're eleven. Maybe that's right. No, it's, it's right. But it's their first. Um, what is it? Shootout loss. That's their yeah. first shootout loss. So uh, four-one-one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So we're five, twelve, and one. Which is, listen, it, 
This is actually a really competitive brand of hockey. The kids go hard. It yeah, it, it might not be as um might not be a lot of tape to tape passing and, and things like that all the time, but there's certainly a lot of hustle. Like if you want to see guys trying to win, I, I you know, I think these guys are always competing and, and it was a fun one to watch yesterday afternoon. Jack, take us through a little bit of your own career, bro. You're a bit of a we, we picked you out, I think, because you're a bit of a scrappy guy. You're out there, you have you have eight assists this season and if this Oh, I got more than that and they just don't count. And <laughs> if this elite prospects page Definitely if, not right. I should have like eleven. <laughs> if this if this elite prospects page is right you have 78 penalty minutes in 18 games. Yeah. Jack, so That's 14th in the league. Not bad. Hey, every, everybody's got to be top 15 in something. I right? was I was top five for 9% of the year so far. Wow. That's awesome. So take us take us a little bit through where where you know where did you grow up? I grew up in uh South Jersey, Manahawkin. So I grew up playing playing around the whole state of New Jersey. I've been everywhere from the Titans to Mercer Chiefs, uh, Tom's River Blackhawks. I've been all around the map down there. And then um, COVID year, I decided um, to leave home and go play in uh, Florida in the USP for the Florida Junior Blades. That was that was probably one of the best experiences of my life, honestly. It was very different going through school virtually and then playing hockey. And then... Um, after that, I was actually supposed to go back to Florida, and I think my coach down there, he got fired, um, and I was going to go back there, and I honestly don't think if he got fired, I would end up here, honestly. <laughs> wow. So um, then I went to uh, Texas Row Runners in the South Division of the NA3. Where do they play out of? Uh, College Station, Texas. The Texas A&M? Yep. Yeah, that area. Right? Yeah, yeah, that that might be one of the best towns yeah. I've ever been in. It yeah. is awesome. My girlfriend still lives down there, so it's fun to go down there. Did you guys get some fans at the game or what was it? Um our first year it was hit or miss, but like towards the end of the year, like we made it to the division final that year. We beat the Brahmas in the first round, which they were the team to beat in the yeah. South. Beat them in three games and then we ended up losing to El Paso, which Luke Caulfield was on that team. Wow. So, and then, um, like, the game that El Paso came to us, we had – it's a small rink. We had close to 300 people in the sand. Awesome. And then we go to El Paso for game two, and we walk out for warm-ups. There's, like, 2,500 people in the wow. stands. <laughs> it was nuts. What's the El Paso team, the Rhinos? Yeah. Yeah, they've been – I think I think there's been hockey there for a while. Yeah, they had a dub-ass team, and – they just transferred over when the dub ass kind of folded. Yeah. They came into the NA3, and it, it it's a madhouse out there. So what's it like kind of, you know, just in your perspective, going from kind of South Jersey, I guess almost Philly area maybe? Yeah, I'm about an hour east of Philly. Okay. Um, what's it like kind of going from that hockey hotbed? You know, you're in the backyard of the Flyers and the Devils, kind of in the Rangers and, 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 and that and that whole scene to going down to a place. It looks like you played in Florida and Texas, yeah. some non-traditional areas. What was the, what was it like out there, kind of at the ranks? And what was the scene like for you? I mean, when I was down in Florida, we played at Hertz Arena, where the Florida Everblades play, the East Coast team, and it was one of the best facilities I've ever played at. And um, 
we would practice on the game ice of the Everblades. Funny story, there was we got um we got swept by I think it was the Eels one game uh one weekend and um I think it was like Tuesday afternoon we had practice. So we went out, we got bagged. Like no pucks, <laughs> just absolutely bagged the whole practice. And the Everblades were playing after us. So they weren't too happy. We stayed we stayed for that game. Pucks were rocketing around. It was nuts. People were flying, falling down. There was so many holes in the ice. And then um down in Texas, I mean they it's one of the more newer hockey markets down there. But the the hockey down there is getting a lot better. The caliber of players, it's battling the northeast up here yeah with good hockey players the facil- most of the facilities down there are great like in, once you get into that dallas area those facilities are awesome i think we had was easton oliver from texas maybe i think so i think he might have been we from double texas. Check we can double check that but yeah there, there's probably been guys who have passed through um from texas on their way to the fhl hat tricks and stuff like that what was the rink like in texas what was it where was it um our rink, so it was like ten minutes off the campus of A&M. Wow! So we we're right there. We had a, we had a. It was one weekend. Um, I forget what team it was. Um, like down in um, College Station, they do like the, like summer ball mm-hmm. for like the baseball. Like all the pro guys come down play summer ball down in Texas, and it was early in the year. We had one team in the corner of the our offensive zone again we're playing mid cities and they weren't great right, right and we're i think we ended up winning that game like 9-1 <laughs> well they were going nuts <laughs> the whole game the littlest hit they're freaking out it was awesome that's awesome yeah and he is from texas well uh, plano texas he was right yeah he was from texas yeah that's a dallas area but when you were down there uh what was the situation like what were the billets like did they know anything about hockey I mean, not so much. <laughs> I mean, the team was only, uh, when I got down there, it was only their third season down there. So the year before I went down, they weren't, like, the best team. I think they ended up finishing sixth in the division, not making the playoffs. And then I went down there. We ended up getting fourth in the division, ended up beating the Brahmas, who were in first place. Wow going to division final and then i went back at the start of last season and then right after christmas i got traded up here i i i don't know if i've mentioned this on the show before i feel like i have but i, I know i've mentioned this to other people but the brahmas are owned by um two uh, italian american brothers from long island yeah. and uh one of them Nitex. Is, yeah <laughs> one of them is a doctor uh, dr trezera i believe is his name and he played, I think him and his brother played, like, club hockey at St. John's University back in the day. And they built that building, I guess, down there, or they bought it from yeah. somebody. That's a nice ring. Yeah, it is. They've they they've done a lot of good work down there. I think I think we've had guys recently. Riley Gorman, our goalie, he played for the Brahmas yeah, last season. Yeah, I think I, th- I think we've got, we've had guys pass through, even the pro team from there or, over the years. At one time, the original Fort Worth Brahmas were a pro team. I think they started in the Central Hockey League. Yeah. And they may have been in the ECHL very briefly, but I think they were mostly Central Hockey League. And then um, 
but that that was something that wasn't that mid cities wasn't that something that you used to bring up like on this show like didn't they have some terrible season or something oh, yeah oh, yeah <laughs> in the past right. couple of years they had like one win and like 40 some odd losses <laughs> yeah was what like, was the name of the team the mid city stars junior stars junior yeah. stars yeah. yeah so so well, they, like eight years ago like they won the south like this is a, <laughs> one now, thing that i try and tell barely people win a game. like when when we sit in the box uh you know uh Patrick and I and, and uh, Tyler, sometimes Jim Hutchison from Peach Wave joins us. Um, you know, we just kind of talk about, we had that traditional, at least I did, Pat, myself, had that kind of, Tyler had that traditional kind of uh, graduate high school, you go to college type of a thing. And yeah. this is like a really interesting time in your life because, I mean, it, it is a, there, this is a tuition league, but at the same time, you guys are kind of out here living the junior professional life. You know what I mean, and uh, so what? What was kind of like your path? Did you ever consider college first, or what? What was your coming out of AAA and stuff? What was your path? You know, I so I played when I went down to Florida um, that COVID year. That was my senior year of high school. Okay. I um, once I finished that year up, I talked to my dad. And I was like, honestly, I was not ready for college. Yeah. Like academic wise, like. Yeah, I had a 3.5 GPA, but I was like, I'm not ready to go full college mode. So I was like, we made a decision to end up going down to Texas for a year and then turned out to finishing out, aging out of juniors. Wow. So, I mean, it was a long, tough path, but we're, we're here in the last year. Yeah, and just to go back on that Mid-City Stars, they went 2.44-1. and one. On last season, through. that's pretty rough. So, yeah. yeah, it's, it's bad. Only registered five points. And their uh, their wins were against um, Austin, and that's what I say. This isn't as easy. Uh, you know, again, uh, when uh, we, there's a ton of stuff we talk about. If those walls in the penalty box could talk, right? Yeah. But, but um, you know, like the, it just doesn't seem. We've said it before. I probably on the show. It just doesn't seem like an easy thing to do. Build up an NA three program. Build it's up an not. NHL program. It's not. It seems just like a college program with many restrictions and and many different um, kind of fine print and loopholes to kind of work through as as an organization. You know what I mean? Uh, the, the the NA. I think the NHL has been playing really tough lately. I think there's there's been ups and downs, but I think we're we're starting to get there where we're building up a culture. Guys are coming in and out. I thought the NA3 team has played tough as late. I thought that was as I thought yesterday was as tough as you guys played all season. I mean, it's not easy. Yeah, it was definitely one of those. They had at least five other five more guys than you did rostered players. I think they had eight more rostered than us. Unbelievable. But like, either way though. Yeah, and we had twelve skaters going all game. Brutal. We had seven forwards, five D, and the guys just going and going and going and and really, uh, you guys deserve a lot of credit. You know, it's it's it, it's, you know, it, it would be really good if some of these other hat tricks fans could start making it out to support the NA three when they can and the NAHR because it's it's competitive stuff. Listen, it, you know. The NHL isn't as clean and put together a game as the AHL, but it, or the NHL, but it's probably more exciting in my mind. You know, yeah, what I, mean? I would rather go to a college game over a NHL game. Yeah, in some ways, yeah. Just, yeah. The atmosphere is just so much different. It's just like college football. When, <laughs> when you see those videos of like you know, there's even videos of like hockey in Italy. 
Yeah. Where it's a smaller rink, but they're lighting shit on fire in the crowd, yeah. and they've got flares, and they're, yeah, they're banging nuts. on barrels, you know what I mean? And, like, here in in America, North America, it's mostly just sit in your seat, watch, you know. Score, jump up every once in a while. Eat a giant bucket of chicken fingers that <laughs> yeah. cost you 28 bucks. Yeah. And, and uh you know, uh, like a ten dollar soda, it, yeah, yeah. A twenty dollar beer, six dollar water bottle. It's great. Six is probably be cheap. I bet you they're yeah. nine bucks. What? Yeah. What? See, water bottle, UBS Arena. Look it up. Brand new arena. Let's yeah. see. Uh, let's bottle see. of water. Water bottle price. But I would say it's like you go to like an NFL game. I mean, yeah, there's diehard fans there that go nuts. But I was like, one, like I went to a. Texas A&M South Carolina game when I was down in Texas Freaking A&M blew them out of the water but there were still 108,000 people in the stands unbelievable yeah. 8 bucks for a water 8 bucks <laughs> for a water so there you go and that's the thing it's like um, I like football I, I do love I like watching football but I'm mostly into like the eating chicken wings and like kind of watching football type yeah. of guy yeah. so it's like I love the parking lot before the game, but I think I would mostly rather watch the game at home and beat the whole yeah. commute. Like, oh, 100%. You know what I mean? Like, I can't bring out. myself to go to a NFL game. I've gone to a bunch. I not a, not a ton, but I've gone to a few, and I've always had a good time. But the getting in and out is such a pain in the ass. And then another thing is, like I said, you know, uh, the cost of these things is just disproportionate these days. It's like... You know, where where I remember when the movie ticket, you know, was starting to hit like twenty dollars or something like that yeah. or whatever. And the truth is that there's there's ways you can hack it and go on Tuesday night for six bucks and yeah. so I know all the hat tricks know that, but um the, the the reality is is that uh that's why going out to some of the NAHL and the NA three HL is great, especially now there's gonna be like dollar drafts on some of these nights mm-hmm. at, at Danbury Arena for some of these games. So I think that that's only that that could only be a positive thing, and listen, if you like hockey, it's worth it. I would love to see some of the people who, who sit in Animal House or who sit um, in Section 102 to kind of get together. Maybe everybody sits in Section 102 and just sits behind the you know uh, where they usually do, or maybe everybody finds a new section to support these junior teams in. But it'd be nice to see some people come out. That was a gr- that was a real that was a real hockey game yesterday. A hundred percent a hockey game. Yeah. Nothing. It was exciting. Absolutely. You know what I mean. It was a pain to play, but <laughs> yeah, it was exciting. And I honestly, you know what I honestly think. Um, again, you know, I I'm not I can only uh, speculate really, but it it's you know these low levels of the juniors and the lower levels of the juniors and and then and then the you know the second division and stuff like that this is a lot of the way people see hockey in canada you know i had my buddy um shout out to cam service captain captain of the brew jackets my beer league team uh he's from thunder bay ontario and he came out to the game on saturday night after the mustache classic and he's like yeah you know this is like the senior hockey vibe you know like packed house people drinking you know walking around and i was like that that's I think that we have a real traditional authentic atmosphere. So when you when you come out for the NA3, you get that real vibe. The game is it's a real hockey game. It's not the watered down Yeah, it's not like a high school game or <laughs> like 
a random college game. No, He's no. Like, we're playing. We're we want to kill each other. <laughs> you got you got a little bloody in yeah. the game yesterday. Yeah. So what happened there, Jackie? Um, I went. The puck came around the net, and the winger came down. So I laid a hit on him, and it was like we were just battling, and um, his stick came up and it like cross checked me in the mouth. And so it's like I went down. The ref throws his arm up, and I was like, I initially put my hand to my face, blood all over my hand. So I was like, all right, cool, four minute power play. So I go over to Voidy. He's like, you good? I was like, yeah, I got a sip of water. Went back for the face off. We ended up scoring like 30 seconds into the power play. I line up after the goal, and they're five on five. And I was like, what is going on? I, so I skate over to the ref, like, right before the puck's drop, and I was like, isn't it a double minor for blood? He was like, he goes, the leagues I refed in, there's no double minors for blood. And he's like, I'm not familiar with the rule book. And I was like, what? That's the answer? I was like, I asked him, I was like, what What leagues have you refed that, in? That's what you want to hear. That, I'm not familiar with the rule book here. Yeah. So, you know. I was like, what leagues have you refed in? And he just wouldn't answer me. So I was like, all right. And then I watched the video. I was like, it should have been a four-minute double minor. And then the kid should have got another minor for picking up my stick and throwing it. Yeah. And I was like, come on. It didn't seem like yeah, it was the cleanest of, of moments there. But there you have it. I mean, the, the comeback the comeback was really all that mattered. You guys yeah. fought. It was so great to see you guys fight back. I mean, were you down 2 nothing? Yeah, yeah, 2 nothing. eight minutes into the game. Eight, eight minutes into that. And, this, and I, I could say one thing. This Titans team... You know they're they're a well-run, uh, you know, organization. I think George, Very well. ha- yeah, George Haviland. I think he was like the, was he the? Um, I, we we know his brother Rich pretty yeah. well. Uh, yeah, I can talk about George all day long. <laughs> but but was he? I'm just trying to look. Uh, I'm trying to look up his uh, kind of his history because I think he was like the, was he the coach of the Trenton Titans in the ECHL? Like back George, in, I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm I'm struggling to get. Let me see if I can get some. Because uh... when I was playing for the Titans growing up, it was George's show. He was, I mean, he's it's still his show, but he moved from Howell, New Jersey, to Middletown. Right. Built that complex up, beautiful complex, and they run that organization like a professional organization. Is Howell JSA? No, that's Wall. How Ice World's in hell. Uh-huh. So, I mean, they got now the they, amount of kids that they pull in for those 18 trip teams. The did they have teams. like James Van Riemsdyk or somebody at one yeah. point? Yeah, like like guys that went to the NHL. James Van Riemsdyk, Trevor Van Riemsdyk. They had, who else? They Stolarz played there for a while. Mm. He's now the goalie for the Panthers. Crazy. Yeah, that guy. That guy is a freak athlete. I've skated with him a few times. It, he is unreal. Middletown's a pretty cool facility. It's not as like you can't fit as many people as Danbury Arena, no. but it's a single bowl, right? It's like a yeah, it's like a half bowl. Yeah, half. It bowl. like goes from like the corner and it wraps around the far net. It's like a U. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I played actually some beer league hockey down there. Oh man, years ago. Yeah, the amount of pressure I got to go back to the Titans this year was insane. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I want to come back up to Danbury. Yeah, so I don't know if he actually, I don't know if he was a, the head, 
I, I don't know what he was. I, I don't know if he actually had anything to do with the ECHL um, Titans, who they basically have the same name. He also, yes, well, at least his bio says he, he was also coached with the Chicago Freeze of the NHL and the Trenton Titans of the East Coast Hockey League before he started the Titans. So, yeah, those Trenton Titans games, you guys are a little young. I went to some of those games, and that was a great place for that hockey. That was where my um, my ton ice was. Yeah. Yeah. And it would be fantastic to see that rink in the FPHL again. I, You know, I think um, one of the things that we would talk about probably all the time is expansion. Is the Fed going to expand? Who would come in? And I tell you, it's just a shame that Jersey doesn't have a team. There's yeah. so much talent. If there was somebody that could do the marketing, yeah, that that's the biggest f- thing. Fund the team and do the marketing. I I think it could be a huge success. Because I mean, Trenton is, out of most parts of New Jersey, it's usually just a little over an hour from pretty much everywhere. It's in it's in a great spot, yeah. right? And you got Philly who's right there. So then it's right on the border of Pennsylvania. It's a good area to put a team. It's a good. It's probably. I mean, I know it. The city down there has had some some history. Yeah, it's had some better days. But at the same time, there was a great hockey history there. They did they they put on a good show. Their minor league baseball does really well down if there. If you guys go on oh, my yeah, Taking Back it. Hockey Instagram, you can go back and see like posts I did from literally year, ten years ago at their their arena. I don't know what it's called right now. It used to be called um, I can't. Was remember. it called Sovereign Bank Arena for a while? It had a bunch of names, but it was a great. Matter of fact. When I worked at Slam Magazine, um, I used to go down there for high school basketball all the time. Like, I'm almost positive, definitely positive Carmelo Anthony was there, and I want to yeah. say LeBron was there as a junior. It was called the Primetime Shootout. It was a big tournament. People came literally from all over the country to Trenton. There was a big Marriott in Trenton. It was right. I, I'm almost positive it, it had to close. It was a big you know the city's in trouble when a big yeah. Marriott closes, and um, yeah, they moved that basketball tournament to uh, Tom's River. Really? They got um, like right at Tom's River North High School. They got a uh, they have big, like a that, big yeah. arena. Yeah, I've been yeah. there with my brother many years ago. Yeah, I went to school two minutes on the road there. Wow. I went to the Catholic school in Where'd Tom's you River. Go? Donovan Catholic. Donovan, huh? That's crazy. It, it it it's just such a rich state. I mean, like guys like Johnny Ruiz, guys like. Um, I mean, who, Ryan Devine that, that have come through the league. I mean, they're all kind of from that Philly, Jersey area. Yeah. One day it's going to clunker here. You know what I mean? Uh, so, One so, day. <laughs> so what's next for you, John? Are you going to try and go to school next year? Are you done with your junior eligibility? Yeah, I'm done with my junior eligibility. I uh, I talked to Voidy about the possibility of coaching here next year. Really? So I might do that, do uh, some online classes for college, get that rolling, and then – I plan, I want to play college hockey, but, like, where I'm at now, it's, like, I got to make decision is, like, college, like, next year, the biggest thing for me to rush right into, because it's, like, the chances of me going on to an NCAA team and playing my first two years, not the highest, so it's, like, do I want to go spend all that money out of state to wish in? the living and not play yeah no, it's, so it's like it's something that's like i mean like my dreams to go ncaa for how long 
But it's like also it's like where I'm at now. It's like I gotta be realistic with like what I want. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You ever consider coming here to Westcon and playing for the Westcon team? No. <laughs> wow. No. I just uh, I I just feel like um I got um I feel like if I'm gonna be up here, I wanna I wanna coach because. I want to get into yeah, it could be a player coach. We'll yeah. make you player coach. We need to there you go, player coach. Player coach. We'll put on you on that roster. I think oh that that's God. a great idea, honestly. Yeah, I just, I just want to. I think next year, if I'm able to, like, obviously, I'm not going to be like telling the pro guys what to do, but like being there, like, learning off of them, the pro guys, learning off of Voidy, Billy, just like learning, like the difference between playing and coaching I think that will help me down the line after college if I want to start doing the coaching side of of the game get a good head start into it that's awesome yeah I mean and then you know you mentioned the possibility of going to was it Florida Gulf Coast Florida Gulf Coast yeah so Ideally, would that would that be in the cards? I mean, it be, between that and coaching, I don't know what. Yeah, what they're would be uh, more. they're both in the cards, but I don't think I'll be able to go down there next year. I have to either take the ACT and manage to get a good enough score. And I've been out of school for three years, so it's like that'll be. I was not the best test taker in school, yeah. so it's like, or I do that and try to go next year, or I come back coach and take the classes and be able to transfer in easily the next year and I still have all my eligibility for college left and I get to play with my roommates that I lived with in Florida well listen you got a little bit of a plan you got to follow through with it and my my parents are moving down to Estero where Florida Gulf Coast is so that's awesome yeah and I mean you know the the next set of games you got you're playing against the generals which i know you told me they got into a big line brawl <laughs> yeah. missing a bunch of players so i mean this is of, our shot this is your shot <laughs> this right? is the shot i mean besides that you know what else are you guys kind of feeling going into that game well no um, we played the generals last saturday and that was the loosest like i felt like our group of guys be because i mean it's like there's no expectations. We're going to play the generals, and like everyone knows how good the generals are. Yeah, and like we're running in with twelve guys, so it's like there's no expectations and everything. But it was like, besides that first game of the year when we lost five three to the generals, that was the closest game I felt playing the generals. Like, wow. like we played hard. I mean, their goal, all their goals, we pretty much gifted them with defensive lapses, not thinking, not getting the puck out. But I was like, we got a chance here. It's like even yeah. how, even how bad it sounds is like with twelve guys, like running against a full Jens roster. It was like we were in that game for a long time. Yeah. And I mean, now that we got blessed with <laughs> eight guys being suspended, we're gonna be suspended for at least tomorrow. So I mean, it's like if we, if we're gonna go in to Jens' house and beat them. It's gotta be tomorrow. That's and that's a good you know motive to go with. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, I, like I talked to Voidy about it today. I was like, that can't be a distraction and take him lightly. Mm-hmm. They're still a good team. They got eight guys suspended. I huh? think it's like seven or eight. They got like 
at the end of the game, they got their first loss yesterday to New Hampshire. Wow. At the end of the game, it's like they're just like pushing and shoving, and then whole big line brawl started with the five guys on the ice, and then like the benches cleared, and like four guys from the bench jumped in. It was it was a mess on video. It was a mess. I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, Matt, do you have any closing remarks before we head out? No, I really don't. You know, Clunk, it's been good to see you kind of, you know, one of the guys on that team playing like a leader, playing hard every shift. And uh, me and Pat are always pulling for you, man. So keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Of course. And, again, thanks for coming on, and best of luck to you this weekend. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. You're the man, Clunk.